what's up, everybody? Welcome to the TNR Sports Show, the January 2022 version of the TNR Sports Show. We've almost been in existence for a year. Almost. Almost. Um, I'm excited about this year. I'm excited about what we got coming up. We have Ryan still here. I haven't fired him yet. Not yet. Congratulations to Ryan. You've made it with a terrible boss. <laughs> I'm still alive. Yeah, you're still making it. Oh, if you haven't yet, follow the Instagram. Ryan does a great job of maintaining that over there. Um, uh, we're going to be working a lot of them on our social medias this year, um, mainly Twitter. Um, I need to do a better job. But I'm excited to um, um, where we're going and what we're doing and the new stuff we have planned for this year. Um, but in this episode, we're going to be doing a Monday recap of the game, the games that um, – you know, that came out this past weekend or, you know, this past week, I guess you would say it's almost been a week for some of them, it feels like. But um, yeah, so that's what we're doing moving forward. Um, I might have a video later in the week that comes out kind of explaining my vision for what I think um, TNR Sports Show can do during the year. But for now, what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little college football, a little Monday recap, Ooh, a little Monday see. TNR Sports recap. Plus, some a little discussion here and there um, about certain topics and discussions I feel like are needed to be had. So, um, without further ado, let's jump right into the two playoff games. The two playoff games and our thoughts on the two playoff games. The first thing we have to look at is both of them were quite blowouts. You got Cincinnati versus Bama. So, let's talk about that one first. Cincy versus Bama. Bama won 27 to 6. It felt closer than it was, but Cincy was it, unable to gather a first down. It did. Um, I mean, this was the better of the two games, which is saying something. Um, you know, Cincy has their defense played very well, honestly. Um, it, their offense just couldn't do anything. It, you know, it was always within reach for Cincinnati, but they just could not grasp it. And Bama just suffocated them and won yeah um yeah i think offensively they just weren't able to do anything which is kind of weird because alabama's defense has been like um the weak point of that team this year and the fact that that's what kind of won them the football game is kind of kind of crazy when you think about it yeah and I mean, um yeah i mean whatever it takes to win you know nick nick doesn't hold back on what it takes to win a football game cincinnati just doesn't have the um the dogs to run with um Alabama they're just not big enough you know that SEC grits and cornbread eating guys down there yeah they're just not they're also not fast enough like Alabama's way faster than all these you know lesser teams and lesser I even included like Michigan in there because like you you saw like we'll get to that a little bit but they're just not fast enough they can't you can't blow them out you can't do big plays because you don't have the strength or the speed. <clears throat> you know, other than Ohio State, you know, the last team to win, other than Ohio State, because they've won it a couple times, the last team to win outside of the South was when, Ryan? Outside of the South? Mm-hmm. Other than Ohio State. Like when the championship? The national, yeah, a, the national championship. When yeah. the national championship. Oh, gosh. Outside of Ohio State? Mm-hmm. Because they've won it twice. Mm-hmm. Nebraska? No, it was USC in 2004. Oh, yeah. yeah, isn't that crazy, though, to think about? That is pretty insane. 
Yeah, since 2004. And I think it's been like 2000 since like um, Oklahoma won. Yeah. So they're still South. I would consider them South, I reckon. Or would you consider them Midwest? I mean, they're in the Southeastern Conference, so I consider them South, I reckon. I think I think it's, uh, I guess it's kind of Midwest. It's, it's Midwest tech, geography, you know, but. They're in the South. They're, they're the South. south. They're um, south. But, um, yeah, I'm excited, you know. Um, you know, um, I mean, it was a good, it was a good playoff. I mean, the, mm. I think they got it right. I don't think they should have thrown any. I would argue the only person I would like to see in there was Utah, because I think Utah, I know they lost yesterday, but I still think Utah was um, um, a solid team. You know, I think. Oh, I think I would have wanted to see one of those Big Twelve teams, Baylor, Oklahoma State. Yeah, Baylor. Baylor has a very good defense. Very, I mean, their offense is weird, but their yeah. defense was very good. Oklahoma State did a pretty good job too. It's Notre Dame, which we'll get to in a little bit, but I, I think Baylor and Oklahoma State could have done better than Michigan and Cincinnati. Which I don't. I like think Cincinnati that. deserved to be there. They just they had a, to be there. they had a challenging team to go up against. There's and no doubt Michigan, about that. Michigan probably deserved to be there too. But they well, just... I thought Michigan was going to hang around. I mean, we both said that Michigan yeah, was going to hang around. But anyway, Cincinnati, Bama. Let's finish that. Um, I thought Bryce Young looked pretty good. I thought, I think there was an obvious John Mechie. I mean, missed people him. are like, oh, he's not going to be missed. He was missed. I do believe that. I think a lot of attention is put on what's his face now. The other one they have, what's Jameson his name? Williams. Yeah, yeah Jameson Williams. I think there's a lot of attention on him now. Even Cincinnati recognized that. I Not too early playoff predictor, um, championship predictor. Um, I think... Um, I think Georgia's going to win. Nah. Yeah, I think Georgia's going to win. Win big, Georgia. I'm going Georgia all the way, but that's early. That's I'll have good. to see how – I mean, I don't know, man. All I heard last week was Michigan, 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 Michigan. And now all I'm hearing is Alabama, 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 Alabama. So, man, there's some truth behind Alabama. Though. Yeah, that's true. All right. So, um, one thing we're introducing in the TNR Sports Show <clears throat> this week is – coach press conferences i flirted with the idea um in the end of last year but we're going to start throwing them in um not the whole thing's just the opening statements i like what they say at the opening um so here is luke fickle and nick saban well obviously this is a gut-wrenching this is really 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 difficult for you know for everybody but most importantly for the the 30 or so seniors that uh you know have brought this program and and, and this team so far um those guys have done everything they've sacrificed they've committed um you know it's 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 really tough and uh you know we, we didn't get it done tonight and you know we didn't play complimentary football uh we knew the, the battle of the trenches was going to be a big deal and um you know i think that uh that's kind of where the game was won and you know and, and no phase of it did we uh give ourselves the best opportunity um you know, it's very difficult. It's difficult on these guys because they've worked so hard. They've committed so much. Uh, they've done everything we've asked them to do. We just, uh, we were a bit short, obviously, tonight. Here, just a moment. I think that this game probably is a little bit of, uh, you know, what this season has been all about. Um, you know, we've had some really good players that, are missing, uh, created opportunities for other players who have stepped up and showed that they uh, have the confidence and a competitive character to go out there and do their job in a first-class way. The players believe in each other. Uh, I think all those things were very evident in this game tonight. 
Uh, and I think those are things that have been a part of what this team is made of uh, that has given them the opportunity to, you know, now have a chance to play in a national championship. So um, very proud of what they've done. Uh, we had a young team to start with, especially on offense. And um, those guys have done a great job. Bryce has done a great job. Um, we were able to run the ball when we had to run it uh, tonight to be physical. And we stopped them in the running game pretty well, which was a real key in this game because they do run it well. And uh, Jerome Ford is one of the you know better running backs uh, that we played against. And uh, I thought the players did a really good job. I was concerned about how we would tackle in the game, having all this time off. But I was really pleased with the way the defensive players tackle in the game. All right, Georgia, Michigan. What do you think about that, Ryan? It was quite um, an unimpressive game um, if you're Michigan. Very impressive if you're, um, if you're Georgia. Uh, Georgia just stifled them. You know, Michigan couldn't do anything at all on offense. It was kind of was sad, really. I, um, I mean, I felt that. Happened. I felt that was coming because they quarterback ain't good. To be Georgia, you have to have like this like stellar quarterback. Your horse, your to be Georgia, your quarterback has to win the Heisman Trophy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And I just uh, when his what it was his name? Um, oh my God, the George, um, the Michigan quarterback. Oh my God, what is his name? Uh, McCarthy. No, that's not it, is it? That's one of them. Uh, there's they, they played two of them during the game. So Cade McNamara. God, McNamara. I had to think about it for a second. Yeah. Cade McNamara. He's not good enough. No way, yeah. even though he will be starting for the Detroit Lions in 10 years as a backup quarterback. But um, that's just the way it goes with those kind of guys. But um, I just don't think, yeah, I just don't think he's not talented enough. Michigan runs the ball. That's what they do, right? To beat Georgia, you have to almost have an offense like Ohio State, right? You have to have that yeah. kind of spread offense that's going to spread Georgia out, open up those gaps in the um, – in the um the defense and that just wasn't going to happen Georgia's going to be good at stopping the run see what Alabama did to Cincinnati was they decided to run all over them yeah Joe Alabama's not going to do that against Georgia because they can't because Georgia's going to crush that Alabama's going to have to throw the ball and that's one of the reasons I think John Mechie's going to be hurting they're missing him you know they're going to have Jamison Williams and other bunch of random little dudes so I don't know but yeah I thought Georgia was just stifling you know that's what we knew all year a lot of people, I think, got crazy, right? Because Georgia lost this SEC championship game. They kind of look, they're going to look good. I think there's two parts to that. I think Alabama was mad because they were like, oh, no one's quitting us, quit it. And then and the, on the flip side of that, Georgia thinks they're king of the castle, right? They think everybody's in the media, Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. So they lose the game, right? They get blowed out. Wow, wow, wow. But on the flip side of that, Georgia loses that game. Everybody starts discounting Georgia like they didn't play 12 games previously and just crush every single team they play. I mean, you have to credit that somewhere. I mean, look at the teams, some of the teams they played. Kentucky won their bowl game. They're pretty good. I mean, Arkansas, turned, Arkansas turned out to be pretty good. I mean, we're nine and four. You know what I mean? It's not like we're bad. I mean, Clemson. They turned out to be pretty good too, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, you can discount Georgia all you want. Sure, the teams, those certain teams probably didn't have these. See, Arkansas's a run team. Of course, we're not going to succeed against Georgia. Kentucky's a run team. Of course, we're not going to, you know what I mean? Clemson even became kind of a run team in the end. And they're not going to succeed. You're going to have these teams that throw the ball, try to succeed against Georgia. But 
you know, I just feel like everybody once Georgia lost to Alabama, everybody was like, oh my God, Georgia sucks. They suck. And it's that's just not reality. You know what I mean? Like everybody panicked. And then, you know, you kind of live in this moment like where Michigan had this big win against Iowa, Iowa and big win against Ohio State. And they're like, Michigan, 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 Michigan. And, you know, the worst thing you can do in college football is get hot at the wrong time. And Michigan got hot, I guess, technically for them at the right time. But Michigan, like, that time they had off slowed down their wave. And you saw kind of that coming down. It's time to come back to reality of who you really are and how good you actually are. And Georgia kind of proved that to me. Yeah. yeah and it's like every time Michigan got something going, they would throw an interception. Oddly enough, to former Clemson Tiger, Darian Kendrick, but um, <laughs> unfortunate. But um, good for him. <laughs> good for him. Yeah. Um, I, I was happy it was him that got it, honestly. But it, it's just crazy to, you know, I mean, honestly, Alabama and Georgia are the two best teams. There's they are, and no there's question. no question about that. There's just no question. You can I maybe be like Ohio State, but mm-hmm. I don't even know. Then I think I, mean, I think you have the same argument with Baylor versus Ohio State, or like Oklahoma State versus Ohio State. Yeah. I think if you put if if I had to do a ranking right now, right now, someone had a gun in my head, and they were like rank them, I would put you know Bama, Georgia, one, two. You know I don't know yet, and then you got three. I would put Ohio State. Four, I would put Baylor, and five, I would put Oklahoma State, and that's how I honestly rank everyone. Yeah, I mean, if those other teams, five. I mean, Ohio State has this incredible offense, probably the best offense in the country, but their defense. Oh, their defense is abysmally bad. Awful. It's going to be great next year with you know what, what they're doing, but <clears throat> this year horrible. Yeah, um, you know, Baylor has a great. I think Ohio State has a good chance to win it all next year. <laughs> I, I think so. I think they're going to be far better than they were this year. And they still won 11 games. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, they're, they're, they're terrible. Bad. I hate it. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you got to give credit to credit is due now. I mean, they got a good football team. Um, you know, you'll see the same folks at the top match normal next year. You'll have – it'll be Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, and then – I think you'll see a resurgence in like a Clemson and um, some other teams. I think it's going to get weird, but we'll see what happens from there. All right. So that kind of ends the UGA Michigan talk. Um, let's hear from Kirby Smart and Jim Harbaugh. Jimmy, Jim, Jim, Jim. With um, really proud of our players, uh, the whole organization, you know, our staff works really hard, put a plan together. Our players bought into that plan. Um, I came out from the very start and executed that um, defensively and, and offensively. We had, really had a great opening drive. I thought uh, that set the tone for the game. Um, I did not think we played uh, as well in the second half um, as we're capable of and uh, got a little flat. Um, but yeah, I appreciate the effort and the commitment to the players. Nobody understands how long a layoff that is and how many practices you, you got to continue to have. And, and they bought into that each day and came to work and answered a lot of questions that, that everybody had for them. Yeah, um, you know, congratulations to uh, Georgia. They played uh, played a heck of a game in all phases. Um, Love the way our guys fought. Um, you know, wasn't uh, wasn't our best, but uh, certainly was theirs. They uh, they played extremely well. All right, Clemson, Iowa State. Now we're gonna go in order of these bowl games, if that makes any sense. All right, Clemson. Versus 
Iowa State. What a game this was. And I want to focus on something that we've never seen before. I've seen it in video games, but Ryan, I don't think he's ever seen it. Um, I've never seen it in real life. Uh-huh. So at the last play of the game, this guy, uh, Brock Purdy, is running for the first down. He's running. He gets the first down. Um, the Clemson defender, what is his name? Goodrich or something like that, right? Yeah, Mario Goodrich. Yeah, wow. Shout out to my brain. Um, Mario Goodrich comes out of nowhere and punches the ball. Boom. The ball rolls back over where the first down marker is. Brock Purdy recovers the ball, but he's behind the first down marker. So it's not a first down. It was a fourth down play. Yeah, it was a fourth down play. And um, and Clemson wins the cheese it Bowl in wild fashion. Now, I didn't think – I honestly, even if Iowa State got that first down, I don't think they would have won. Just too little time on the clock. They were going very slow, and they were running the clock very stupidly. They weren't making good decisions. And Clemson has a record of stopping people on the goal line. When oh, they love it. Season. Yeah, that's one of the fa- their favorite things ever. Um, yeah, so I just don't think that was going to work out for Iowa State. Um, I saw a post, Ryan. Um, Dabo Sweeney. Someone posted Dabo Sweeney after they won the national championship with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And a post after the cheese boy was like, we can't tell which one's happier. <laughs> I mean, you could say what you want about him, and people will say what they want about him because they hate him. Um, I, I just think stupid. They, I mean, I could line up 10 coaches and have Dabo in there and they could all say the same thing and they would all point out what Dabo said. I mean, I can have to all 10 say the exact same sentence and yep. they would say, Ooh, Dabo, Dabo, Dabo. That's just the way it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, right. what are your thoughts on the cheese bowl? It was a, I mean, it was a good game. If you're a Clemson or Iowa state fan, if you're an outside fan, it was maybe a little boring. Um, you know, Clemson looked pretty good. I mean, Iowa state's top 10 defense statistically their offense is okay um it's a little bit worse than okay because they didn't have Brees Hall um at running back but overall I'm excited for Clemson in the future because Wes Goodwin looked fantastic as defensive quarter he called some great plays the defense looked phenomenal with him at the head of upper invincibles I agree um Um, the offensive coordinator that offense this year, I just wanted to – it's not been game. good all year, so it's not like a shocker. I don't know. It looked the same. I, I mean, obviously their game plan coming in was just to run the ball because they know Iowa State likes to put a lot of people in the backfield so you can't really throw it. That's how they went in the Big 12. The Big 12 loves to pass. Um, I mean, their game plan was just to run the ball, do streams and stuff like that. So, obviously, you're not, you're not going to get these big plays. Iowa State's defense is specifically made to stop big plays. Um, so, I'm going to take that how you will. Uh, I, I think the offense for Clemson will improve next year, um, mainly because the quarterback, you know, one of two things will happen. Either DJ will get better and do what we know he can do, um, or he won't do that, and he'll get replaced by Cade Klubnik. Um who's also a five-star quarterback who's coming in this season and can't actually go the ball. If I had to put money on it, um, I believe he will be replaced by Clay K. Clooney. At this point, I, I think you might be right. Um, he, 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 just, he, he, he's I mean, Ryan, I, I, Ryan does try to defend him. I just don't care anymore. I just think he's bad. 
Um, I just don't think he's any good, man. And he made some of the throws he makes, man, are just insane. And Ryan will be like, oh my God, um, the receivers draw passes. Man, I watched that Notre Dame game yesterday, Ryan. I don't know if you mm-hmm. know this, but they're like all the receivers in that game. Notre Dame dropped like 10 passes. Oklahoma State dropped like three. That's what happens. They do that. They're not perfect. Yeah. I mean, Arkansas had a guy who dropped like a pass and got intercepted. So, I mean, I don't know. And then, you yeah. know, on the flip side of that, Penn State was over here making these one-on grudges, oh, crack catches looking like Odell Beckham Jr. So, who <laughs> knows? But I don't know. I just think – and then you look at that interception he threw, that interception that – I mean, it was one of the worst throws I've ever seen in my time. It was a deflected pass. I just – it's just one of, one of the worst it's things I've ever pass. seen. I do not have any – if you look at the replay, the pass was accurate. It was going to hit his receiver oh, on the numbers. It was deflected. You can't. There's nothing you can do about that. Oh my god! Passes get. You're deflected. not going to find any compassion over here for me. <laughs> yeah, but I do agree. You know, some of his passes. I mean, he looks amazing. He has these incredible passes sometimes. Other times, like, what was that? He like you overthrows know? them, like by he'll overthrow it, or or he'll underthrow whatever. You know. Um, I do see what you're saying. If he's going to continue to be the starter, he needs to go away. He needs to be consistent. Um, so he'll he'll be the starter game one next because year. Because Clemson, yeah. I guess Clemson has had this little like stretch of having these like in, insanely good quarterbacks, right? Like Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, even Taj Boyd. I would say is better than DJ. Um, I think Clemson, Brian at this point. Yeah, DJ is not, you know, we were trying to compare him to Deshaun Watson and them. Uh, no, the comparison now should be like Taj Boyd and Kelly Bryant. And I even honestly would say they're better because at least they could run the football a little bit. All right, I don't think Taj Boyd ran it much if memory serves right. But um, Taj Boyd is definitely better. I mean, Taj Boyd was fantastic when he was, I mean, when he had some bad games. He sure. wasn't clutch sometimes, but yeah, that's he for certain but he could beat up on the little guys. But when it came to the big fellas, they always like kind of like like, DJ's the opposite. DJ's clutch. Like when you get in those two minute warnings and kill go crazy every time, but like outside of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I just don't think it's not even close to comparable to the top tier. And, you know, I, I wonder if it's comparable to the, the mid tier, you know, I mean, when he kind of, I would this past year I put him on the same level as the guy who was there before Deshaun Watson. Oh my god, what was his name? You know what I'm talking uh, about? Cole Stout? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah Cole Stout was right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I put them on the same level. I just don't think he's that good, man. I really don't. I don't know what happened. Maybe it was a mental thing. Maybe he needs to take some time off, you know, with his parents or whatever. I just don't know. But, I definitely but, think it was a mental thing because I mean you've we've seen him play. He can play. I mean, he just, looked at Notre Dame a couple year, years, year, two years ago, I reckon. Yeah, Boston College, and even in high school, like but like this season, not so much. Yeah, we'll do a recap episode. I think we're gonna come out with some recap episodes coming up in the future. Um, well, I'll kind of like talk about that later on, but um, for now, um, we're going to um, move on. Here is Dabo Sweeney. Um, with his um, closing press conference at the Cheese It Bowl, Ryan. Before we do that, actually, what do you think about the Cheese It Bowl mascot, Mr. Cheese or whatever is the King Cheese It? Love it. 
Oh my god, I kept on watching that cheesy commercial. I feel a cheesy coach or whatever. <laughs> I was like, if I was a Clemson player, I would run that gag through the roof. Oh yeah, for sure. I feel in the cheesiest coach, yeah, <laughs> or whatever. You know, <laughs> I liked um one thing I will state about the two bowl games that Clemson and Carolina played in. Um, they had great. I just disappointed. I thought the Outback Bowl had a gimmick and they should have used it more. I was more disappointed that um. Um, I was happy that Arkansas won. That means you get a free blooming onion. Um, but um, I'm disappointed that um, I think there should have been more blooming onions at the Arkansas game. I like the gimmicks that these um, these stupid bowls do. I really do enjoy it. Like the che- Mr. Cheese and throwing cheese. I mean, Davo Sweeney was literally at the end of the game chunking cheeses at his players, like aggressively throwing cheeses. He, so, he enjoyed I mean, himself. I mean, the Mr. Cheese guy kept goofing around during the whole trophy presentation. Like he was just touching people on the stage and like slapping people. And he was throwing cheese. That's why they were presenting trophies. I was like, this guy's crazy. Whoever's actually in that costume. But all right, here's Devil Sweeney.
Oklahoma, Oregon, and the Alamo Bowl. Shout out to Davy Crockett. It's Wherever Davey Crockett. you are. What, what a legend. Davey. What a legend. Um, Oklahoma won a 47 to 32. Ryan, um, this was a fun game for Oklahoma guys. <laughs> yeah, and it kind of solidified um before you get going, I do want to say one my little thing. Um, it kind of solidified that, or I don't believe Oklahoma is going anywhere. Um, I think they're going to be a solid contender in the Big 12 from uh, moving forward. In the Big 12, yes. Um, however, long, however long that's going to be, I think Caleb Williams. If he stays. Oh, is, he, is he not? He made some uh, remarks that are uh, uncertain. What did he say? He said, I'm going to take some vacation and then um, I'm going to decide with my family about the future. Holy crap. (laughs) Now, if he leaves, (laughs) I will come on this podcast and be like, Oklahoma's doomed, Oklahoma State and Baylor are the future of the Big 12, which they are. Well, Oklahoma, Cincinnati and Baylor, which is just weird to say. And I would even throw BYU in there. You know, I think there might be Texas Tech look good in their bowl game. Um, Oklahoma and Texas are not the future of the Big 12. That's just because they're leaving. There's no future there. And I don't even think Oklahoma and Texas are going to compete for the Big 12 next year. I think Baylor's going to win again because they're good. I think Baylor's going to win too. Um, but I think Oklahoma is going to uh, – you're going to have a little down year. I'm thinking 9-3, 10-2, which is a down year for that type of program. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the Alamo Bowl, though. We're going to have a recap video where we'll discuss that. But the Alamo Bowl, Ryan, what do you think about the Alamo Bowl? It was a lot of fun. A lot of walk-ons played, so it was kind of on, on defense from both sides. So there was a lot of offense because of that. Um, uh, I mean, Oklahoma scored 47, Oregon scored 32. Um, I think Oklahoma, you know, they, they came out in the first half and just dominated. It was 30 to three at halftime. Um, and in the second half, it was just back and forth. There really wasn't like one team that was better than the other. It was literally just like touch, 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 touch. Um, you know, and, and I think it was a really cool game. Um, it was fun to watch. There really wasn't a lot of pressure on either team because both teams are, you know, they both lost their head coaches, tons of transfers, tons of opt-outs. Um, and, but it was, a, it was a fun win. Bob Stoops, you know, got his win. Love him for it. Um, and it, it was just a lot of fun, you know, and Caleb Williams played really well. Um, yeah, I, I really liked um, – um, <clears throat> I think I thought Oregon put up more of a fight than I was expecting. Yeah, in the second half. I mean, when you first definitely were watching it, it was like, oh, my God, Oregon's getting blown out, which they kind of did. But it was kind of like at the same time, I think Oregon, um, I don't know, you like I, – I just thought they were going to get trounced and not do anything because they kind of suck. But, I mean, at the flip side of that, you know, or Oklahoma was going to win the game. I, I we predicted it as a blowout. I just think Oregon didn't have the guns to fight. I just – it kind of came true what I anticipated. Like, you know, Oklahoma players wanted to play well for Bob Stoops. Um, Caleb Williams, you know, was going to just light it up. That Oregon defense didn't look good against Utah at all. Now, it turns out Utah was pretty good. But um, uh, I just think Oklahoma is is too much for the old Ducks, especially a team in transition as they are. Now, Oklahoma's in transition, but Bob Stoops is a lot different from whoever they had as their interim coach, you know. so Yeah, Oklahoma came out and played incredibly well. Um, I'm excited to see what Venables does. I know he's hitting the transfer portal pretty hard. Hopefully that will help out. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And I I'm, <clears throat> I think you should be excited for the future of Oklahoma. Oh, very excited. Um, I don't know about the immediate future, but yeah. the future. 
the future is exciting. Um, yeah. The yeah, media the future. I don't know. Maybe. I, but, I think they'll contend for the Big 12, but I don't think, uh, I think they'll. Yeah. All right. There you go. All right. Here is Bob Stoops. No tequila. <laughs> yeah. No tequila bath. It's plain old Gatorade. <laughs> but uh, maybe there might be one later. But uh, anyhow, um, I'm uh, proud to be here with all these great players uh, in front in, in representing OU again in this team. Um, really proud of the way these guys competed and played here today. And really the work they put in for the last month getting ready for this. Uh, they really were invested and uh, came together, you know, as a team through the, some adversity and realized, you know, they're representing the Sooners and uh, played like Sooners. That's what we do. Um, really special night, uh, you know, watching these guys. No tequila. Yeah, no tequila bath. It's plain old Gatorade. <laughs> but uh, maybe there might be one later. But uh, anyhow, um, I'm uh, proud to be here with all these great players uh, in front in, in representing OU again in this team. Um, really proud of the way these guys competed and played here today. And really the work they put in for the last month getting ready for this. Uh, they really were invested and uh, came together, you know, as a team through the, some adversity and realized, you know, they're representing the Sooners and uh, played like Sooners. That's what we do. Um, really special night, uh, you know, watching these guys offensively, what they did. I mean, Caleb had an incredible day. I mean, you go 21 of 27, 242, three TDs and zero sacks. That's a day. And then you got Kennedy Brooks and Eric Gray, both averaged 10 yards a carry. 142 yards uh, for Kennedy and three TDs. Uh, just awesome. Pat was sensational defensively. Drake made a great, uh, great touchdown catch uh, with a great route, and Caleb put a good ball, great ball on him. The two of them connected. And uh, so anyhow, uh, defensively, I, I thought we did a great, obviously great job in the first half to give a commanding lead and gave up some deep balls. And uh, we got caught with a couple of tough uh, defenses where they ran it a little bit in one series. But uh, but overall, just a great day, a yeah, great night, great way for these guys to finish 11-2. And, two. and uh, proud of them. And uh, this, this game, I really believe, segues right into next year that we aren't going to miss a beat. We're, this program is going to continue to move forward in a positive way uh, and will not be going anywhere. We're going to be a, you know, a year in and year out, a top five, top ten team, and we'll be competing for national championships for years to come with Coach Venables. And I was really proud to have him up there uh, with me at the end of the, the celebration tonight. All right, again, raise hands. All right, let him make the Dukes Mayo Bowl. The Dukes Mayo Bowl. The Dukes Mayo Bowl. Dukes Mayo. Dukes Mayo. <laughs> was there a mascot that was just a mayonnaise bottle? I didn't actually see any of that. I don't think so. I think, I mean, God, there were mayonnaise bottles all over the place, but. Oh my God. The announcers were dipping their mayonnaise, <laughs> Oreos and mayonnaise, a banana and mayonnaise. They I were having something. too much fun. They're eating a lot of mayonnaise. Yeah. All right. North Carolina, South Carolina, the Gamecocks won 38 to 21 over the Tar Heels. Um, shame on you, Ryan, for putting what you put in there. <laughs> um, almost made me say that. I would have got canceled. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, it's nothing bad. Um, <clears throat> so the best part of this game, 
or was Shane Beamer getting a gallon of mayonnaise dumped on him at the end? You know, I'm not going to put um, Shane Beamer getting uh, um, his press conference in. I think I'm just going to put Shane Beamer getting dumped by mayonnaise. <laughs> That'd be funnier. Um, but um, that's what I'm going to do. There will be no Shane Beamer press conference. There's going to be Shane Beamer getting some mayonnaise dumped on him. Um, overall, um, I think the game plan for South Carolina was very smart throwing to carry on Joiner in a quarterback this year, this game. Um, I think that changed the game. North Carolina didn't expect that. That was just like completely, I mean, no one expected it actually. So it was completely shocking. Um, but, um, I think that was kind of what turned the game around for them. I think it was a big deal. And I think that's kind of why they won the football game. Yeah. I mean, my question is, I mean, it's great. They won this game, but my question is why was Joiner not playing quarterback the rest yeah of yeah yeah i yeah i mean, that's I mean good he point. went nine for nine 160 yards one touchdown and he ran for 64 yards as well like wow <laughs> there's a lot to be said about there's a lot of questionable decisions i think shane beamer kind of made throughout the year because for a while there it looked like why was he starting zeb nolan instead of jason brown and then they played clemson and they were both awful but the, you know you can't blame jason brown for that too much but and then you look at it like, you know, he's there's been a lot of decisions that he's made this year that I think are extremely questionable, Shane Beamer. Um, this will be one that was should be properly analyzed and questioned heavily, but because it's the end of the year, it won't be. And they're just happy they won the bowl. But if you're a serious like South Carolina fan, you're sitting at home right now, like, yeah, you won the bowl. In the back of your mind, you should be be like, we kind of did have a quarterback on the roster the entire time and we didn't give him a chance until it's like, they didn't know he was a quarterback like at Fort Dorchester. Um, and you well, know, that's a local well, school. I think that's a crazy thing. It was like, uh, he, like he was recruited by South Carolina to be a quarterback. He wanted to play quarterback. I don't care. I hate for this. He wanted to play quarterback at Clemson, but the Clemson said, no, we don't want you a quarterback. Yeah, um, and so, South Carolina said, hey, we'll take you a quarterback. And so what was South Carolina? But he wasn't getting any reps. He switched to wide receiver. Like, they knew. I don't think – I wonder if Shane Beamer knew because of the transition. Like, did he make it abundantly apparent to him? Because I think he's been a wide receiver now for two years. The, it, Maybe, it, but you should know your roster. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I don't know. It's tough because it's like, obviously, this guy – was only going to be here for one year. So you could throw him in there all year long and defenses wouldn't have time to adapt to his scheme or whatever. I don't know, man. It's tough. It's like they didn't even give him a shot until the end. I don't, you would have to, like I said, it's a discussion point that I need to have because he looked very good. And there are a lot of games where they lost this year because their quarterback play was so abysmally bad. Clemson being one of them. So it's hard to say one way or another. I don't know what they were thinking. It's, I don't know. I don't know. But obviously that somebody came up to him and were like, hey, what if we do this in the bowl game? They just won't expect it. And they didn't yeah, expect it. It was a great, it was a great move. It won them the game. Yeah. By far. So, they just didn't see it coming. They thought they were going to get fat Zeb Nolan back there and said they got to carry on Joyner, who was uh, the, uh, the, in every way, the exact polar opposite of Zed no, Zed no. So yeah, anyway, he played very well. And also South Carolina's defense, you know, for the most part, shut down Sam Howell. 
think there was like one really yeah. big play that Sam Howell had for a touchdown. Um, other than that, like, <laughs> shut him down. Which, yeah. Um, Sam Howell, shout out to him. What a trooper he is. He put up with a lot of crap when a bad team North Carolina was this year. They were bad. That offensive line for um, North Carolina. Eesh. I thought Clemson had a bad offensive line. I thought South Carolina, heck, I thought South Carolina had a bad. No, North Carolina got a real bad offensive <laughs> line. This is real bad. Maybe we shouldn't complain as much because Maybe. it could always be a lot worse. But yeah, there's your North Carolina. Poor Mac Brown. God, I want to see him get mail. He would have died. Um, if he had a gallon, they would have hit his head with that gallon. Put him right <laughs> oh, bam. He'd be out. Bam. Um, I think North Carolina will be better next year. I think. I don't know. We'd have to do a we'll have to see what their quarterback is. I mean, yeah, in the springtime, what we'll do is we'll do like maybe like we'll do a little like an ACC look ahead, and then I don't know, we'll do something like that. I'll try to switch it up from last year. Um well, regardless, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. All right, there's North Carolina, South Carolina. Here's a clip of Shane Beamer getting mayonnaise dumped on him. All right, a quick coverage of Purdue versus Tennessee. So Tennessee lost the game 48 to 45 in overtime. So at the end of the game, these referees were freaking around. How was that a bad word? Um, We're screwing around. And the Tennessee guy is reaching over the goal line and scores a touchdown. His body never touches the ground, but they call the play dead because of – the the rule with the uh or forward progress or whatever yeah. yeah that's it um and um they call the play dead so the refs made themselves known and i wanted to go on like a little three minute rant about how much every ref sucks so throughout the year i primarily focused on the sec of course um as an sec guy um and an acc guy but you know clemson does um acc refs tend not to be too terrible but um even though they were the ones that did the call in the Tennessee game. But regardless, the SEC refs, refing right now is bad in college football. I tend to not think it's too bad in the NFL. Sometimes I think NFL referees do make dumb calls, but that's just going to happen. See, the problem I have with college football is the refs make dumb calls every single game all the time. In the NFL, you'll have like one dumb call a week, and it's very stupid, and it should be criticized, but it's only like one all in every game. You know what I mean? And I get that there's a lot of football games and there's a lot more in college and you can have better refs in the NFL because there are less games, yada, yada, yada. There's only 16 games every week, right? 32 teams, 16 games. So there's only 16 games. So you only need a couple refs every week where in college football, it's totally different because you got a hundred thousand teams playing each other. And it's like 135 teams in the FBS, which means you need like 70 sets of refs. So it's a lot going on there. I get it. But man, it's got to be better. They got it has to be, especially in the SEC, we're really, really bad all year long. I mean, we're supposed to be the premier conference in college football, and I would argue we have some of the worst refs in college football, which is really bad. You know, I don't. I tend not to think ACC. I mean, I might get crap for this. I mean, the ACC refs made a very bad call in that Tennessee game. They were not good, um, mm-hmm. but they weren't terrible throughout the year. I mean, Big 12 refs, what would you say about them? 
Um, I would say they were pretty bad. Okay. Uh, I would I, I would honestly say they were they were okay. really bad in that Oklahoma State Oklahoma game, weren't they? They were really bad. Um, lost Oklahoma game, honestly, if you ask me. But um, I would say Big Twelve refs were a peg below SEC refs in terms of how bad they were. Um, I'd say they were the second worst in college football. They were bad this year. So I've got two complaints I'm going to throw out here. Two things that will not complaints. Two things I want to see fixed for my next football season. If I'm just a fan, not just sports announcer, I want to see better refing. It's just got to be a little bit better. I mean, not even a lot better. I think there needs college football is already slow as the devil. Lord have mercy. It's a four hour game. Every time they sit down and watch one um, NFL is a lot quicker. There needs to be like, I think, I think the reviews need to go quicker. I think the, there just needs to be like better processing. Targeting needs to be fixed. That's obviously a thing that needs to be fixed. There was a lot of targeting. I don't know if you noticed this, Ryan. At the beginning of the year, there was a lot of targeting, a lot of it. And then at the end of the year, it kind of stopped. I don't know if you noticed that. There was a trend where you didn't see targeting for weeks. And I think somebody from above was like, hey, we got to cut this out because people are going to hate. I mean, every you was targeting, targeting, targeting for the first like three games. And then after that, it kind of stopped. And which is good. I think targeting needs to be fixed. It needs to go to the NFL style rules. Kicking some college dude out because he hit his head on some other dude's head is insane. And the NFL is the one who has to deal with all the lawsuits. They don't even hit his head on like someone's back or something. That's hard. You're kidding, like kicking out a guy who doesn't even get paid to play the football game. NFL dudes slam each other. I watch it every week. Targeting would be called in the NFL constantly. They don't even call the personal foul rule they have. They slam each other's heads in each other, and they do nothing. And, and at college football, there needs to be a penalty if you do it. If you get a targeting penalty, you need to get a penalty for it, 15 yards. If they do it again in the game, then you can kick them out. But it's insane that this random college kid who just drinks on his weekends, plays football every once in a while, hits his head against some guy, and he's either out the whole game or out the second half of the first half in the next game. That's insane. That's insane. Um, of course, the NCAA is full of crooks that deserve to have bad things happen to them. I'm not going to say what bad things because I could say some really bad things, but I won't say what they are. But they deserve bad things to happen to them. They're not good people. They're corrupt. They're rotten, and they're they don't do anything. Um, there's my little rant about that. Um, my next thing I want to see fixed. I don't even remember what it was. Must not be that important. So you fix the refs and fix targeting. And if I think of the next thing that I was going to complain about, um, you better fix that too. Oh, I remember what it was. Um, yeah, fake injuries. What are you doing out here with these old miss? Even Nikki Saban was pulling that crap yesterday. What are you doing? The greatest coach of all time. I even came on this podcast and was like, you don't see Nick Saban doing that kind of crap. Apparently you do. <laughs> Apparently he does do that kind of crap. So you got an NCAA. I know you're full of corrupt people who deserve bad things to happen to them. You need to fix that too. These guys out here faking these injuries. If you get an injury, I think the, the fix is if you get an injury on a drive and you know, this is going to screw a lot of people over, but if you get an injury on a drive and you go down, you need to sit out that whole position. That would be fair. That's how you fix that. Cause you can't have one of your kind of. Uh... Top guys going down. I was kind of looking at the, I was looking at fake injuries, and uh, I was kind of thinking about it. Why don't you just kind of do what soccer does? Like if you get injured, unless it's like egregious, like it's a head injury, and you like, oh yeah, we need to get up real quick. Keep playing. 
they're they're lying down back there pretending to have a fake injury. You keep playing. Um, and you know, it'll be a false start, it'll be an offside. It'll stop it immediately. Yeah, I just think it's insane. I mean, old miss, and I don't care because I got in a huge in the middle of the season, Ole Miss pulled that fake injury thing against Tennessee. And I got in a fight with these Ole Miss fans, and we were fighting on Twitter. And this one dude made the dumbest argument. He was like, Well, other teams did it to us, so we have a right to do it. That's like saying, if I have someone in my family get murdered. I think it's okay. I go murder somebody else's family member. This is perfect. Well, I had it happen to me. Somebody steals my car. I can go steal somebody else's car because it happened to me. (laughs) Ole Miss fan, whoever said that to me, you're an idiot. I just think that needs to be fixed. It's a serious problem. Because if you get an offense like Arkansas or Purdue or Tennessee, I mean, it happened. Purdue did it. That was one of the main things that kind of conjured up. Egregiously did it, and you know they just and it's in uh, it's obscene. It has to be fixed. It has to be fixed. And I want to see targeting, officiating, and fake injuries fixed by next football season. (laughs) My top three. You're asking way too much, buddy. Oh my God, the NCAA might explode. Their head, Mark Emmert's head, might just explode. How am I not making billions of dollars? I have to fix issues. No, (laughs) no, he won't be able to do it. All right, there's your Purdue, Tennessee. I mean, good game. I just think Tennessee got screwed. I'm a Tennessee guy. I like Tennessee. Rocky Top, Tennessee. The only thing I would say about that game is there were there were several missed things on that play specifically. One, they shouldn't have called for progress just yet because he was still moving forward. Um, and then I think it was dumb that they said, because the whistle didn't blow until after he reached over for the touchdown. They're saying, oh, but the refs signaled that he was forward progress before the whistle blew. So that ends it right there. That's the stupidest thing. The whistle should be the end of the play. And then the second one that they missed on Tennessee was you can't grab a player and drag them into the end zone, which is what the offensive lineman did. So that also should have been a foul. Um, you can't do that? I thought you could do that. You can push them in, but you can't grab Ooh. them. Grab so them and throw So the refs missed everything on that play, but whatever. And yeah, all they right. They messed up hard. I'm done ranting and raving about the refs. They suck. We all know they suck. They're not going to get any better. None of the things I asked for are going to get done. But regardless, let's move on to Penn State versus Arkansas. Uh, I'm wearing my Arkansas Razorback hat. I'm wearing my Arkansas Razorback shirt. Woo pig. Um, the Arkansas Razorbacks are back, baby. We are back. Back, Ryan. We're back. Hey. Are we back, Ryan? That's it. Do you think KJ Jefferson would win the Heisman Trophy? No. I think, he's a, I think he's a fantastic player. Um, I mean, he can no. make some incredible plays, but CJ Stroud is going to win that Heisman. No, KJ Jefferson's going to win the Heisman Trophy. CJ Stroud is going to blow the Heisman race out. I think he will too. Yeah, he's just got too many good wide receivers Russia. around him. Do you think KJ Jefferson will be at the Heisman Trophy ceremony? I think it's possible. Um, if you can awesome. If he plays like he did against Penn State. I think the quarterback class next year for um, the – it's going to suck. Uh, this year it's going to not be good. I don't think it's going to be that good. These yes. guys coming out this year, um, what yeah. are you going to have? Kenny um, – what's the guy? Kenny Pickett, right? And Sam, Sam Howell. Howell. And then um, Matt Corral, who I think scored ACL. So. Oh, my God. Did he really? I'm pretty sure it's ACL. Woo. 
Ooh, That's going to make a bad argument for players who are greedy little bastards and don't want to play in the bowl game because they're going to be looking back around. Oh, he's a wizard. So now he's not going to draft it. So I think I would still draft him anyway. Who cares? I don't think it would matter too much. But um, anyway, um, yeah, I think um, overall the game was very good. I'm happy for Arkansas. I think we're trending in the right direction. Obviously, I'm not going to do much of a recap on the season here because I said we're going to do that. Um, um, but I think overall, um, I'm pretty happy what happened this year. Um, I'm pretty happy with um, Sam Pittman. I mean, the game yesterday was good. Slow first half. I was mad. Uh, we were only down three at the half, which wasn't too terrible. Um, I knew the first opening drive when we got the ball would be important. And after that, it was just a lot, total lockdown. It, um, they didn't stand a chance. I don't think they scored again, did they? Um, they didn't score in the second half. Yeah, so um, overall good performance by the Razorbacks. Um, a lot of running. Um, the wide receiving core obviously missed a dude named Traylon Burks. Um, he's pretty good. Um, yeah, I think he was severely missed. Um, I kind of wish he was um, there, but it's all right. We didn't need him, so um, – I'm excited for uh, Jaden Hazelwood to come in. I think he's going to make a big difference. Um, but like I said, this is more of a, yeah, look back yesterday. Um, I think the game was good. I was happy with Dominique Johnson and Rocket Sanders' performance. I even think A.J. Green had some good plays. He needs to learn how to catch the ball. But I think overall he had some good plays as well. Um, I'm excited for next year. I think the schedule is a little more tougher than it was this year. I saw this dude yesterday and was like, Arkansas schedule is so hard next year. And the guy, some Twitter guy retweeted it and was like, oh, that's what they said this year. And they went nine and four. So I was like, we did have the hardest schedule in the country this year. And we went nine and four. So we had the hardest schedule in the country next year. So we'll see what happens. Um, I think we'll be pretty darn good next year. So um, we play Cincinnati opening game. Yeah, at least you want to play Georgia, but you got Cincinnati instead. <laughs> I don't think it'll be too bad. I think Cincinnati's losing a lot this year. I don't even think their quarterback's coming back. So I don't think it's too bad. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're losing a lot. Yeah, so I'm not too terribly worried about it. Um, they're oh, covered yeah, too okay. fast. If we was in Cincinnati, I'd be like, uh-oh. But the fact that it's in Fayetteville, I can hear you. You play uh, all I think your good games, except for BYU at home. So, yeah, see, I think that matters. I think that's a big deal. Even South Carolina's at home. Bama, too. Yeah, and LSU. Yeah, and Ole Miss. And, and Ole Miss, yeah. I think Ole Miss is going to suck next year, though. So, Ole Miss ain't good, man. I think they're going to have a rough t- – I think they're going to have a rough go of it moving forward. Like I said, we'll get there when we get there. Um, but overall, happy with the Outback win. Wish there were more blooming Onions thrown around yesterday. I think that would have been funny. Um, um, the last thing I want to talk about is – I don't know if you watched the trophy presentation, Ryan. Probably not. So, you had to go to the ESPN app to watch it. Um there was this group of girls they had the audio on and shout out to them. I'm glad they were at the game, but they're the stupidest people out on the planet. They were chanting in the background, SEC, SEC. And this will be the one bad word I'm going to say all podcast long. So if you don't like bad words, skip 10 seconds. Here we go. Fuck the SEC. They go fuck themselves. I hate the SEC. The SEC has done nothing for Arkansas. They screw us at every step of the way. They like dick sucking Alabama and Auburn and Georgia and Florida. They want the Florida fucking gator cock in their mouth. Skip this. 10 seconds. 10 seconds. They hate Arkansas. They hate us. And I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm an SEC guy. If on Monday night, next Monday, the earth opened 
and swallowed Georgia and Alabama, and they'd all died in the earth. All of them, that would be my preferable outcome. Wow, that's a, I, I wouldn't go that far, but all right. I hope the plane carrying okay, okay, lands okay. safely wherever they go. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. But I don't um, – I hate Georgia now. I mean, I hate them all. I don't like any of them other than South Carolina, who I do cheer for every once in a while because it's good for views. But I don't like Florida. I don't like Georgia. I don't like Kentucky. I do like Kentucky. I do pull for Kentucky every once in a while. Um, I don't like Vanderbilt. I don't like Georgia. Did I say them already? I don't like them. I don't like, like Tennessee. Oh, I hate Ole Miss. I like Tennessee every once in a while. Um, you know, I hate Ole Miss. I hate Mississippi State. They suck. I hate Auburn and Alabama especially. I hate them all. They all suck. I don't cheer for the SEC. Screw the SEC. They're bums. They don't care about us. We are our own thing. I hope the rest of the SEC loses. I'm glad the SEC sucks in bowl games. I'm glad that Arkansas won. It makes me sleep a lot better at night, knowing that the rest of the SEC is bum at their bowl games. I'm glad Auburn lost their bowl game. I'm glad Ole Miss lost their bowl game. I'm glad that Mississippi State lost their bowl game. They're still going to get their money. What does it matter? Screw them. Ah, there's my little SEC rant. There you go. Who pig, baby. This name right here is the only name that matters in the SEC. It's the only name that matters to me. Um, here's um, Sam Pittman on the state of the Arkansas Razorback program. I hope it is. You know, it is to us. I, I believe it is. You can kind of feel it in the crowd. You know, you can kind of feel it. And, and uh, you know, we're hungry for football. Our state's hungry for football. We're a proud state. And, uh, football, and no disrespect to any other sport, football is big in the state of Arkansas at the University of Arkansas. And uh, I think there, you know, there's always folks that want more, and one of them is me. Uh, but uh, it's over now, you know, and to, and to be Outback Bowl champions with nine wins, I'm really, really proud of our team with, with you know, what we've accomplished. You know, two of the teams that beat us, also, we're pretty good last night, you know. So uh, we play in a heck of a league, and I'm proud to be. And I said it a long time ago, we're in SEC West right where Arkansas belongs, and we're starting to prove that. Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, and the Tostitos PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> I don't think that's what it is. PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Fiesta Bowl. What a great game that was. Um, Oklahoma, Notre Dame. It was a good game. I thought Notre Dame was going to blow them out. I was looking at the score. I wasn't even watching it because, you know, Arkansas was on. So I was like, oh, this game sucks. And then they were like, Oklahoma State ties it up. I was like, excuse me? And so I turned it on when I got home, and I was like, oh, my God, they did. And um, Oklahoma State won the game, even though they didn't want to. They tried in every way to lose that ball. They wanted to lose it so bad. They were fumbling. They were throwing interceptions. But Notre Dame didn't want to win it either because they couldn't get a first down or they'd throw an interception. Yeah. So what do you think about your, 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 your friendly Cowboys? Friendly Cowboys. Not so friendly sometimes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Oklahoma State played a great game. They came back from 28-7 to and won the game 37-35. Uh, I mean, they, they just played a very good game in the second half. First half, crap. The second half, they played fantastic. Um, they really shut down. Notre Dame in the second yep. half. Notre Dame couldn't do anything. Nothing. Um, and, and they just they dominated the second half defensively. They played 
phenomenally and won the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was impressed with what I saw. Um, you know, um, Oklahoma State looked good. I, I they definitely made some good halftime adjustments. Um, Oklahoma State, that's why I said not Notre Dame. Did I say Notre Dame? Notre yeah. Dame didn't play that great uh, in the second half. Oklahoma State did. I think they used the quarterback run uh, efficiently. And I think, like I said, Oklahoma State did try to lose that football game. They fumbled and they gave. I mean, if Oklahoma State would have just done what they should have done, they would have actually won this game. What was the final score? 37 to 30. They would have actually won this game like 56 to 35 because they made three drives at the end of that game in the fourth quarter where they were just running down the field and they would get into like the 20, the red zone, the red zone and they would throw an interception or they would fumble. I mean, one dude fumbled right before the end zone, one dude fumbled into the end zone. And I think the quarterback threw a pick. They would have yeah. won this game like 56 to zero because Notre Dame had no ability to move the ball. I don't know what happened. I mean, Oklahoma state does have a good defense. We knew this. Um, but apparently, like I said, they only like playing in the second half. The first half, they take off to rest. So um, they just – I think Mike Gundy, I think that experience came in versus that new, like, you know, the guy, Marcus Freeman for Notre Dame. You know, I think that new experience for him kind of slowed him down where that halftime adjustments for Mike Gundy were clear and obvious. There was maturity on that side of the ball and, like, experience, which kind of made the difference for Oklahoma State. Yeah. Um, but there you go. Anything else on that game? No. All right. Um, let's move on. I'm not doing any coach press conferences um, here on out. You can you know, look them up. I did what we needed to do. Um, Utah versus Ohio State. The best bowl game of this season. The Rose Bowl. We always the granddaddy of <laughs> them all. Insert clip of Brent Musburger saying granddaddy of them all right here. Boom. There's your clip. Um, I'm actually going to do that. Um, Ohio State, the great daddy of a bow. Um, Ohio State, Utah, um, very exciting game. Um, in any world, and if any other team in the country other than Georgia and Alabama were in the Rose Bowl game that wasn't named Ohio State, if Georgia, Alabama, or Ohio State wasn't in the Rose Bowl, Utah would have blew that team out. I kind of do believe. I like Utah. I think they were a like good Utah. team. Um, that end of the episode, we'll get there. Um, now we're ending this episode on something fancy, Ryan. Um, Utah. If anybody other, I got to get my thoughts together. Sorry. If any other team other than those three were there, Utah would have won the football game. I truly do believe that they would have beat Michigan state where they would have beat Pittsburgh. They would have beat um, Oklahoma state. I believe they would have beat Baylor. I think Utah is a really good football team. Um, Ohio State is just very good. How did they lose to Michigan? You think it's because it was snowing? I think it was the right time. Um, yeah, I think right they're just place. hot. Yeah, right um, place, right time, right? Yeah, I mean, Utah's uh, Chris Olave didn't even play, did he? Or or Garrett Wilson. Um, but you know, I mean, Smith and Jacob has been their best receiver all year. I mean, it's not he is very long. good, very good. It's been Smith and Jigba. He has been statistically and realistically their best player. I agree. Um, and if you look at the rest of the wide receivers on that Ohio State, they're all number one overall recruit, five-star wide receiver. So, like, um, Ohio State's loaded. Let's just be honest here. I don't know, on offense, at least. I, I think they are on defense, too. They just have the right coach. Like, I don't know. Um, 
but Utah played a, a fantastic game. Um, Cam Rising uh, was phenomenal, um, the quarterback for uh, Utah. Um, and honestly, probably would have more of a chance to win if he hadn't gotten hurt. And some better coaching decisions by Utah at the very end. But Ohio State played a great game. They came back. It was an, a fun game. It was the most fun I've had watching a, a game all bowl season, I think. Um, hats off to C.J. Stroud and Smith and Jigba. They're one of those two's going to win the Heisman race. But it's all good. Yeah, very good. Um, all right. There's Ohio State, Utah. All right. And the Rose Bowl granddaddy of them all. All right. Baylor versus Ole Miss. We go from one of the funnest games to one of the most boring games. Um, Matt Corral suffers an apparent injury. We're unsure of what it is, what it actually is. Ryan, Ryan has a guess, but, um, or what he heard, but we don't know what it actually is. Yeah, Do we? Does it say, does oh, yeah. Twitter tell yeah. us? Uh, I don't think so. But, you know, we'll, um, we'll probably um, post something on our Instagram or something when we know, but um, um, make sure to follow our Instagram, TNR Sports. Um, but, um, this game was boring. Dave Aranda is a robot, dude. Did you see them? They dumped the, the liquid on him, and he did nothing. <laughs> he, like, he doesn't enjoy winning. He just enjoys the grind of the football. He just loves watching people suffer. Baylor's tw- first 12-win season in history in the mighty old Miss Rebels fall. Oh, best win of the season for Baylor and for me. To see Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin in his dumb program, that's going to suck next year, um, go down is very enjoyable for me. Very enjoyable. Yeah. Ole Miss's first 10 wins. What a pathetic program they are. So it's not the first 10 win season they had. But that's what everybody, all the Ole Miss people were saying. I think it's first regular season 10 win. Oh, okay. What a bomb program they are. I hate Ole Miss. What a bum program. So they went like 10 and 3 or something like that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I hate Ole Miss. You know, I don't think they ever even made the SEC championship game. Ever made it. Uh, I'm sure they've won the SEC, but it was probably before they had an SEC championship game. Yeah, probably so. Um, uh, Well, not much to say. Matt Corral's injury is kind of the big news here. All right. I want to – oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, it probably would have been a different game if Matt Crow hadn't gotten Oh, hurt. I think so, too. Uh, Baylor, I'm surprised they only scored 21 points. Ole Miss' defense is not that great. I mean, they might have had a good scheme going on, but... Um, all right. I want to end the, uh, on the end of the episode on this discussion. Um, we talked about Utah. We've talked about Baylor, Oklahoma State, even Oklahoma, um, Clemson. We've talked about all the Arkansas, and Arkansas wouldn't have made it anyway. I think... And there will be a lot of opinions thrown down about the end of this. Um, I think at the end of the day, uh, what needs to come from this playoff season is you get these two semifinal games that were blowouts. My argument is you need to expand the playoff. And here's why. I think that Cincinnati and Michigan were both deserving to be there. I think they're the ones that should have been there. And I still do believe that the games may have been that close, but, and I think also if they played one week after the SEC and big 10 championships, I think it might've been a different ball game. I really do believe that only, you know, if you give it like a normal rest period, but they didn't, you have to expand the playoffs because if you throw an Ohio state or a Utah or a Baylor 
or an Oklahoma State into the mix, they could beat. And I honestly sit here, believe this, and I believe this wholeheartedly. I believe if you put any of those teams on the field with anyone other than Georgia, I think Alabama's vulnerable. I think, you know, there have been times this year where they have looked bad. They looked really good against Georgia, but that was it. They looked bad against Auburn. They looked bad against Arkansas. They didn't look good, great against other teams. Um, I, um, they're LSU. There have been times this year. I mean, Texas A&M, they lost. Auburn. You throw oh – yeah, I said Auburn. Um, if you throw a Utah or an Ohio State against an Alabama right now, I believe Utah and Ohio State have a very good chance of winning that football game against Alabama. I really do believe that. And I think that is your purpose of expanding the playoff. Now, Georgia, I think Georgia would wipe the face with most of these people. And I think Georgia is way better than Alabama. I truly do believe that. I just think Kirby Smart can't eat it in his mind that he has to beat Alabama. and He's got to beat Nick Saban. He can't do it. His head explodes like a robot or something like that. He can't do it. But I think I do far and away believe Georgia is the best team in the country. I, I believe that from day one. And I believe that now. Um, not day one, probably, probably like day seven when the first games were played. But you get what I'm saying? An expansion would be good for college football. If you're tired of seeing Georgia and Alabama play in the national championship every year, there are opportunities when they don't have these mega super teams like they've had in 2019 and 2020 that LSU and Alabama just weren't going to be there. They just weren't going to lose. That just doesn't happen that often. So, and a playoff expansion is needed and it's needed sooner rather than later. Ryan. I agree. Um, I think there needs to be a, a an expansion. Um, I was kind of thinking about it when, when Matt Corral went down last night. Um, you know, all these players are opting out. You know, bowl games to certain teams don't mean anything. I, I understand, like when you're looking, like Matt Corral, you know, Matt Corral in Oklahoma. It meant State. something to Ole Miss. It meant season. Exactly. It meant something to Arkansas. Yeah. Right. But well, Oklahoma, Oklahoma team, Oregon. Yeah. If you're playing in the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, like opt out like don't 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 bother it doesn't matter no, um, what are you doing you gotta play the <laughs> what are you talking about exactly but the tony to I mean, exactly like <laughs> um but i don't know i i think uh i honestly feel like i i've completely changed my idea on playoff i think they should go do what the fcs does um to have a full 2014 playoff i know i'll be probably like one three with me on that Oh, um, I, I, I would have made the playoff at the beginning of the season. I would have disagreed with myself as well on that, but I, with how bowls are going, it, it's just, it's not a good look. It kind of like postseason just kind of sucks now. It is disappointing. Like if you would have had that Pitt Michigan game, I hate to be that one that kind of circles that one, but if you would have had that game, you would have had Kenny Pickett versus Kenneth Walken jr. And instead you had a bunch of randos yeah. that just, you know, pitched third string quarterback versus, Kenneth Walker didn't play, correct? So, no. yeah. yeah. Okay. But if you throw Pittsburgh and, and Michigan State in that playoff, it's a different story. Yeah, Kenny Pickett's right there, and he probably wins that game, honestly. Um, it, was just, yeah. it was disappointing. Like I, I remember watching that game, and I was just disappointed. Yeah, you had to make these Bulls mean something. Now, I, I don't think that would mean get rid of all the Bulls. But first of all, you got a lot of Bulls now anyway, stupid ones. I we joke about the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. That's stupid, man. Get rid of it. What's the point of that? You know what I mean? Or the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Now I'm not saying get rid of the Duke's Mayo Bowl because I'm a big fan. But you see what I'm saying here? It's like 
if you throw a big playoff and it doesn't have to be 24, I don't think they'll ever do that. I mean, they might one day, but they'll, I think the idea was 12. I believe if you throw 12 people in there, you get schools like old miss who will probably never be able to reach that playoff level in top four. You give them a chance. And who knows, they might pull off what Texas A&M did. It's not impossible to beat these Georges and these Alabamas. I mean, it's not impossible. I mean, Texas A&M did it. You get in the right environment with the right people. Um, I don't know where you would host it. Maybe you would have it at schools' homes. I don't know. But I think overall there's a discussion that needs to be had with these teams and what needs to be done. And I just think the playoff expansion is needed. I don't think having – getting rid of the – like doing what we do now – like the bowls are incorporated into the playoff, go for it. Like, it's fine, sure, whatever. But and that's a good way if you do the playoff expansion, it's a good way to keep the bowls relevant because you still are like, um, still in it. Yeah, still know? in it, you know. I don't know. I just think there's just needs to be discussion about that. I agree. I think if you just say, I know, I knew, I, pro- I knew you're probably going to agree with me. I just think if you were going to sit there and be like, no, no expansion. Well, uh, my question would be like, you like watching Georgia and Alabama in the championship? Or, I mean, next year it could be Georgia Clemson, or it could be uh, Georgia Oklahoma, or Georgia Ohio State, or Alabama Ohio State, or Clemson Ohio State. You know what I mean? Or LSU every once every five years or something like that. Do you enjoy that? No, no one enjoys. I would just, that. I just hate that. It's just two teams that we've already seen play fight it out for the championship. Right. I hate that. Like we've seen this several times over the last few years with the SEC. I mean, Georgia and Alabama, Alabama and LSU, Georgia, Alabama twice, technically. Um, I just hate seeing it. We've already seen this. Like they've already technically played their playoff game and the SEC championship game. Maybe one of them shouldn't be there. I hate. I know they're the two best, but like I just, or maybe they should play in the semifinal. I don't know. I just hate to see that that there. Yeah, it's tough. You know, if you're an SEC guy, you're probably like, oh, an all-SEC national championship. Like I said, I'm not pulling for that. That sucks. But um, better than Ohio State being there, I guess. But uh, I don't know, man. Whatever. Not, I, I, kind of prefer, I think I prefer Ohio State to be in there because I think it would be more interesting. I don't know. I think Georgia – I think Alabama, Ohio State would be crazy um, this year and better than last year. I think um, Ohio State, Georgia would be fun to watch too. I think that would be weird. But then you would have Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson definitely playing instead of not. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, I think that would be a fix to your issues, though. Because if you're, uh, you're I don't know, um, let's say Pittsburgh, right? So Pittsburgh wins the ACC, and you're sitting there, and you're ranked. I don't know what they were ranked. you remember? Like 11 or something. Yeah, like you're sitting there 11th, and there's 12 teams in the playoff. And you're in the playoff. Kenny Pickett's not opting out for that. You know what I mean? You're not doing it because you're, if you did, you'd be looking like a big dick in the world. It's like you made it a playoff and now you're like, I'm out of here. We're going to lose to Alabama. I'd be blowout anyway. Why would I risk injury? That, yeah. You just look like a big, I wouldn't draft you. That'd be a terrible move. But yeah, I don't know. That's what I, who knows? But all right, there's your playoff discussion. Whew, what an episode. I love that. Good episode. Good episode. I just want to thank everybody for watching the TNR Sports Show. I really do appreciate it. Thanks for all your support in 20. 20- um, 21, um, 2022 22 is going to be big. It's going to be better. It's going to be great. We're going to be introducing a lot of stuff. Um, I'm going to come out this week, um, maybe Monday, um, not Monday. That's this drops on Monday, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday, kind of with an idea or a plan moving forward. Um, kind of like just a state of the union, kind of to talk about where we stand and, um, how I'm thinking about moving forward. 
um, because obviously, you know, you're going to have your national champion in football, college football is over, but we still have the NFL. We still have college basketball, which we're going to be getting into. Um, I'm already pretty excited about that. Arkansas does suck this year. We're a football school anyway, um, but um, I'm looking forward. Um, that's what we're going to be doing. So, all right. Thank you for watching the last so second to last, I guess, recap episode of the TNR Sports Show. That's so sad. That's so sad. Um, but I want to thank everybody for watching, supporting, liking, and all that such. Um, thanks for watching. Ryan, any last words before I finish? Thank you for watching the TNR Sports Show. Make sure to like, subscribe. Like and subscribe. And comment. And comment. Comment what your day is going on. Actually, here's something real to comment. Comment whether you think the playoffs should be expanded. Comment that. And if you're wrong, if you say no, you're wrong. But comment it anyway. Thank you. Comment whether you think. Never mind. All right. Bye. <laughs>